This is the Mike Force Podcast. Welcome everybody to yet another review of The Mandalorian. Today, what we're going to talk about is Chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore. And we start off with Din and Grogu paying a visit to Pelimoto on Tatooine. And when they get there, they're basically conversing with Pelimoto. And forgive me if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head. And basically, she's trying to sell them on this R5 droid. Exact same droid as R5 from Episode 4, A New Hope. And yeah, it's it's kind of funny, the verbal exchange that they have between each other. Eventually, what Mando's trying to do is he's trying to find a part for IG-11 so he can get IG-11 with him to go to the Mines of Mandalore. And we find out he needs a droid suitable to measure the, the atmosphere to see if it's breathable for Mando and Grogu. So, he ends up getting kind of suckered into taking R5. And it's, it's kind of funny because R5 is so nervous, he doesn't want to go with the Mandalorian. But then Peli's like, I can sell you back to the Jawas. And then, obviously, he does not want to go back with the Jawas because Jawas don't treat droids very well, honestly. So, off goes R5 with Mando and Grogu. And now it's a group of three. So they arrive on Mandalore, and basically they, Mando has R5 scan the area um, to see if it's suitable for them to go out and explore, and R5 doesn't, he disappears from the radar, and he doesn't basically respond to any of Mando's requests over the, the communication device. So Mando gets out, he kind of realizes it's, it's okay enough to where he can explore and go and find R5 wherever he went to. And then he gets confronted by a native creature of Mandalore. And these creatures have been living on Mandalore ever since, and they've been thriving ever since the Empire did its destruction and created all those fusion rays and basically destroyed the whole planet from what it once was as the Mandalorian civilization. So Din gets attacked, but then he wields the Darksaber and he kind of cuts down the, the natives. And Baby Yoda's still in the ship. Grogu is still in the N1 Starfighter. So Mando finds R5 after disposing of the native creatures. And then him and R5 go back to the ship. And then basically they R5 tells Mando that the air is okay. And Grogu can come out. Mando doesn't have to wear his helmet seal, as he did when he first went out. And they go to explore the, I think, I believe they called it the atrium, the civic, the civic center of, that used to be of Mandalore. And basically all the way down in the depths is where they're going to find the mines. Because they see some waters trickling down. So the living waters have to be down there as well. So they follow the water, the water's path, and they end up passing all these kind of allig flying alligator-type creatures. Baby Yoda gets spooked, and Din and Grogu keep going 
keep going through this tunnel and they're trying to find their way, trying to find where these living waters could be. And Din ends up getting trapped in almost like a, a bear trap mechanism. And it ends up being part of a larger droid cyborg or bio bionic creature. And yeah, it's a different kind of creature than we've really seen previously, at least in my experience. So that was kind of cool to see all these different creatures that were still residing on Mandalore. And they're actually pretty tough creatures, pretty, pretty intense, intense things. So Din ends up getting locked inside this cage that this creature has put him in. And the creature starts taking away like a blood or like a liquid from Din's body. We have no idea what they were going to use it for. But Din sends, he kind of is getting getting woozy, getting a little dizzy from whatever this creature is taking from him. And he sends Grogu to go find Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan is residing on Kalavala. Kalava, I want to say Kalavala. And so Grogu goes back to the ship, getting chased by one of those flying alligator creatures. And he gets back just in time into the ship and they take off. And then they go visit Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan thinks it's Din coming back yet again. And she basically just wants to be left alone. So I find it kind of kind of funny once, once she sees Grogu and she realizes, where's Din? What, is, what has happened? Because last thing they talked about was Din was going to go to the living waters into the mines of Mandalore. And I believe she had some idea of what was down there and the dangers that were faced there. But... Hey, she wants the Darksaber. She has her own agenda. So she was like, good luck, Din. And she doesn't belong to the Children of the Watch. So she doesn't really understand or believe the same Mandalorian path that Din follows. But she still has some form of concern. So basically, Grogu takes Bo-Katan all the way to where Mando is. And Bo-Katan has a very cool fight scene against the monster, the monster that captured Din. And uh, she also has a similar, very extreme fight scene with the natives that attacked Din and R5 in the beginning once they landed on Mandalore. And just to see those fight sequences, it it really shows like how physical the Mandalorians can get, the Mandalorian warriors. And that it's kind of funny because she looks at Grogu after finishing off the natives and she's like, you know your dad's not the only Mandalorian. And I I thought that was kind of funny. I really, a little bit of humor in between. Um, and it kind of feels like that Star Wars humor. You know, they injected that, that right into the story, right in between a serious moment and another serious moment. So anyways, they basically fight off the monster. Bo-Katan fights off, fends off the monster. And she's having a struggle with that bionic creature as well that took Din. And they end up getting into it, and eventually they topple the, the beast that was there. And they end up taking, getting Din out of, their, out of that cage that he was in. And they basically converse, and Bo, basically, she saves Din once. And they're in front of this, like, this cooking pot, and she's cooking, I believe she said, pog stew, pog soup. And she can't believe that Din never had it. 
And all it, it just goes to show that all these different sects of Mandalorians have different experiences, different ways of life. And it really just kind of amplifies the fact that Mandalorians are not all one people. They are, but at the same time, all these different factions have their own way of life, their own lifestyle, their own methods, practices, beliefs. And it seems like they all still relate to the Mandalore and the Creed in one way or another. It's just all these different ways that they go about carrying themselves. So it, they really did a good job of describing the differences between, for example, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. And yeah, I, I feel like both the characters kind of got to, especially for Bo-Katan, like, I feel like she understands Din even that much more now, but I still feel like she will eventually get greedy for the Darksaber and that power, um, or the creature that they encountered later on in the in this episode. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. So basically, Din wakes up, and him and Bo are talking, and Grogu is also there. And yeah, so he's still adamant on going to the Living Waters to redeem himself. Bo decides to show him the way, as she believes that he would not be able to find it. And she was already there, as she stated, when she was younger. So she takes Din there. Din enters the water. Here's where it gets interesting. Pull, he gets pulled underneath the water by wasn't really sure what it was. Bo goes after him, saving him another time. And, you know, all of this is happening. Finds Din and starts pulling him back up to the surface. And all that is seen on the screen from the view of Bo-Katan and Din Djarin is the Mythosaur. The Mythosaur. So, here's where it gets really interesting, because that's where the episode cuts off and major cliffhanger as to what is going to happen next. They got out of the, the pool of water, and they have... Din has now gone into the living waters while saying the creed. But who knows where it goes from here because Bo saw the mythosaur. I don't believe Din saw it because I believe he was still unconscious. But yeah, I mean, it's... It could go like she could be trying to tame this mythosaur now, not worried about the Darksaber that Din has in his possession. Din could be interested in the mythosaur. Maybe the mythosaur kind of awakes now and comes out of the underneath the mines. Who knows? You know, it, it makes for a very exciting next episode, and I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, all of you enjoyed as well, and thank you for listening. I appreciate the support, and may the force be with you. Do or do not subscribe to this podcast. If you enjoy it, please leave a rating or review and share this with your fellow Star Wars fans. It is much appreciated. The Force is strong in us all, and may the Force be with you.